We're in Chagiga Yates Amid Aleph 19a3 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara now goes on to a short side tangent based on one of the cases that we had uh, just previously on the last recording. The Gemara said before that if a person is in a mikvah, so then they have the right to change their intention of what uh, type of purification they are uh, trying to get, whether depending on what food they want to eat. Um, and they have the ability to change it as long as their foot is still in the water. As long as their foot is in the water, so then it works. So the Gemara wants to know, who is of that opinion? Who is that opinion that says that as long as your foot in the, is in the water, it works to change your intent, meaning it's as if you're still in the water. It's as if you're really inside in the water. So the Gemara asks, Man Tana, who is this Tana? Who is the author of this opinion? That if you have one foot in the water, so then it's as if he's still in the water. And the Gemara is going to quote a Mishnah uh, to, uh, to, to, as uh, one of the opinions of the Mishnah, as the author for this opinion. So Omar Rabbi Das, Rabbi das says, Rabbi Hudahi, it is the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that if you still have one foot in the water, so then it's like you're completely in the water. This non, for it's taught in a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Mikvah You have a mikvah. A mikvah requires 40 sa'a of water, 200 gallons of water. So you have a certain mikvah where it's exactly 200 gallons of water. So what happens the case is, So two people go into the mikvah, one after another. So the first person goes in, and then comes out. And then the second person goes in, and comes out. Now, if they go in and come out, so then the person that went in the first time, so he takes some of the water with him. So now it's no longer, by the time he comes out, it's no longer 40 saw. It's no longer 200 gallons of water. So the halacha is, the law is, Harishon Tahar Vashini Tameh. The first person went into a kosher mikvah. It was perfectly fine, even though it's less than 200 gallons by the time he comes out. But while he was in there, it was 200 gallons, and he takes some of the water out with him. But the second person who goes in, so he's going into a mikvah, which is not a halachically valid mishnah, uh, mikvah, because it's less than 40 saw. It's less than 200 gallons of water. However, but Rabbi Huda says, I'm Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, he qualifies it, and he says that if the first person is still, let's say he's out of the water, but he still has his feet inside the water, so then Afashini Tahor. Rabbi Huda says that if his feet are still in the water, so then even though he still took some of the some of the water out with him that's on the rest of his body, that aren't by his feet, on the rest just on the rest of his body, he has water that he took out. So it's no longer forty saw, it's no longer two hundred gallons of water inside the mikvah itself, but since it's attached to him, so Afashini Tahor. Rabbi Huda is of the opinion to say that even the second person that goes in, it's a halachically valid mikvah. We view it as though the water that is on the person's body is part of the mikvah. We view it as all being part of the mikvah, and we say that the water that's on top is as if as if it's inside the mikvah itself. That the water on top can, can be viewed as going down into the mikvah itself. So that opinion of Rabbi Huda seems to imply that as long as you have one foot in, in the in the mikvah, so then it's as if you're still part of the mikvah. So the Gemara says, Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rabba Baravua, Rav Nachman in the name of Rabba Baravua says that this is, seems to be a dispute 
between the first per- opinion and Rabbi Yehuda. The first opinion seems to say it doesn't make a difference whether or not you still have a foot in the in the mikvah. That even if you have a foot in the mikvah, so then it's not gonna it's not gonna make the second person who goes in go uh, tahor because it's not viewed as a halachically valid mikvah. The second opinion, Rabbi Yehuda says no. As long as a, you have one foot in, so then we'll view it as though the entire water is connected to that mikvah. You still have forty saw. You still have two hundred gallons of water. So Rabbi Ravu comments and he says this machlokas, this dispute. This only is a dispute when it comes to rabbinic uh, issues. When there's a, a person has to become, is a person is really tahor on a biblical level. They're really completely pure on a biblical level. This is this is purely, no pun intended, a rabbinic stringency. That this is just a rabbinic stringency, and on a rabbinic level, Rabbi Huda will say that this works. But and, and the second person is is tahor. Is pure. But if you're talking about a biblical level, so then Hasheni Tame. So then everyone agrees, even Rabbi Huda agrees that this wouldn't work, and the second person is Tame. The second person is impure. So this whole dispute is only on a rabbinic level, a rabbinic stringency, which is what we were discussing uh, before with regards to intention. Intention is all on a rabbinic level. So on a rabbinic level, Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that. Uh, the water on top would work to make it into one big mikvah, uh, and that that's also the rabbinic stringency that we were discussing before of intention that you can change your intention as long as you have one foot in the mikvah. But when it comes to biblical laws, this would not work. This would not suffice, and the fact they have one foot in the water doesn't work. So behind the rabbidas, this fits with the statement of rabbidas to say that the author of the brisa that says that as long as you have one foot in the water. So then you could change your mind with regards to the intent is the opinion of Rabbi Huda. That's the opinion of Rabbi Huda. These are both dealing with rabbinic stringencies and that's the opinion of Rabbi Huda. The Gemara now presents a different version of Rav Nachman's statement. Rav Nachman who qualified their dispute as saying it's only with regards to, it's with regards to rabbinic laws but not with regards to biblical laws. There's a different version which flips it really. So the, the Gemara says, Ikadamer, there are those who have the following version. Amr Rav Nachman, Amr Rav Baravua. Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav Baravua. Machlokes mitumalatara. Turning to 19A4. The whole dispute is on a biblical level. That on a biblical level, Rabbi Yehuda says that having one foot in the water works to make it viewed as one. The water on, on his body is connected to the mikvah. And the first opinion says that it's not. But really, when it comes to rabbinic stringencies, even the first opinion would agree to Rabbi Yehuda to say that it would work just having one foot in the water would work to say that when it comes to rabbinic stringencies, that the second person that goes in, he's tahor, he's pure, because we view the mikvah as connecting to the waters that are on the person's body. And if that's the case, so then even the Rabbanon, even the first opinion, who argues in the second opinion with regards to biblical laws, agrees that on a rabbinic level, with regards to rabbinic stringencies, he agrees that when a person has one foot in the water, so then the water on top is connected to the mikvah, so then even he would agree, even that first opinion would agree that when it comes to intent, that you should be able to change your intent if you have one foot in the water. That nobody would argue that because intent is all a rabbinic stringency. So everyone should agree to that. That is against the opinion of Pligid Rabbidas. That's against Rabbidas. Rabbidas originally wanted to say that this is only the opinion of Rabbi Huda. That works for the first version. But according to the second version where everybody agrees that when it comes to rabbinic stringencies, we will be lenient when one person has a foot, has their foot a person has one foot in, their, in the water that we view it as all being together. 
So then everyone would agree, and that's against the opinion of Rabbi Das, who says that it's limited to Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, so that's just two different versions within how to understand that, that Mishnah, whether or not they're arguing on a biblical level or whether they're arguing on a rabbinic level, which will impact uh, whether who the author of the Mishnah, of the Brisa is, to say that you can change your intent as long as you have one foot in the water. Okay, but either way you go, whether it's Rabbi Yehuda or the Rabbanon, they're of the opinion that, at least on a rabbinic level, with regards to rabbinic stringencies, if you have one foot in the water, so then the water that's on your body, it's viewed as connected to the mikveh itself. To make it all 40 saw, that it's 200 gallons of water, um, or to change intent, that is uh, that is an opinion that's out there. So the Gemara now uh, says as follows. Amar Ula, Ula says, By me name Rabbi Yochanan. I asked Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, who at least Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that one foot in the water uh, allows that the water on top could connect to the mikvah on the bottom to view it as all one mikvah and that you have that 200 gallons of water which is necessary for a mikvah. So he asks, what about the following case? The case is, Mahu lahatbil mechatin vitsinorios birosho shalrisho. So, what do you say in the following case? The case is, again, also where do you have um, exactly 40 sa'a in the water, in the mikvah, and the first person goes in, and on his head, he also has these very, very small utensils which are attached to his hair. Very small utensils. The utensils also have to become pure. They have to go into a mikvah. For whatever reason, these utensils are going into the mikvah. Now, the person is standing with his feet in the water, and the, his head is, is wet also, and it's attached to uh, these utensils. So do we view it as all one mikvah to say that the utensils, even though they didn't go into a body of water of 40 saw, of 200 gallons, but it's, it's, it's wet from his hair, and he, he's constantly wet, and he himself is standing in a mikvah, and then altogether it would be 40 saw. So you have a case here where it's all together 40 saw. So do we say that the utensils become pure? Do we view the utensils? According to Yehuda, who says that we view it all as one mikvah, the water that's on his body is all connected to the mikvah. So then what about in this strange case where the utensils are attached to his hair? The utensils are now wet. But the utensils never went into the mikvah itself, but it's all attached to the water which is attached to his body, which is his body is in the mikvah. So do we view it halakhically as if the water, the, the utensils are, are in a mikvah itself? What does the question depend upon? So he says, do we say as follows? Good aches, islay the Rabbi Huda. Good asik leslay. Odilma, good asik nami islay. Do we say as follows? In the original case of Rabbi Huda, where he's the first person goes into the, uh, a body of a mikvah, a body of water of a mikvah of exactly 40 saw, of 200 gallons, and he comes out. But he's still standing in it. So it's not exactly, it's less than 40 saw now. It's less than 200 gallons. And then the second person goes in. So what we're essentially doing is that we're taking the water that's in his body and we're drawing it down. And we halakhically view it as though it's in the mikvah itself. Perhaps based on the idea of the laws of gravity say that if you were just stand in place, then the water would come down. And uh, it's uh, not necessarily based on that idea, but it's halakhically viewed as coming down into the mikvah. So does he say that we view the water as going down? That's fine. But what about in case, do we view that the water also going up? Meaning the utensils now, in the other, in the second case here, where the question is being asked, the utensils in his hair. 
So in order for that those utensils to be viewed as going to mikvah, you would have to say that the waters of the mikvah are coming up to where the utensils are. Only the water moves up and down. The people and the, the utensils don't move up and down halakhically. But we halakhically do we view the water as coming up to where the utensils are, which is different. It's a slightly different question to make the utensils then pure. In the original case where it was about having 40 saw of water in the mikvah itself for the second person to go in, so that was about the water on the person's body going down. And that, for sure, Rabbi Yehuda says that that would, uh, that would work. The question is, do we view the water in the mikvah as coming up to where the utensils are which are attached to his head? Do we view that as going up? Do we, does, does Rabbi Yehuda hold that we can view the water as going up? So Amrli Ula said as follows. So that's the question. So we say as follows. Tinisua, it's taught in a brisa. The following brisa will answer the question as to whether water could bring it back up. What's the case? Shalosh gimamios benachal. There are three basically uh, pools of water um, that's on a slope of a valley. Halyona hatachton of emtais. You have the upper one, the middle one, and the lower one. Okay. The upper one and the lower one only contain 20 saw. They only contain 20 saw. They don't contain the full amount that's necessary for a mikvah. But the middle one, the middle one is 40 saw. So that is a real mikvah. But the top and the bottom are not. What do you have? And you have rainwater that's passing between them. So you have rainwater that's attaching the upper one to the middle one and the middle one to the lower one. So perhaps this is exactly our case, right? Because if you think about it, the question is, is the upper one a good mikvah? Is the lower one a good mikvah? So this is a case where you have water which is attaching a lower pool of water to the middle one and the middle one to the upper one. So so certainly to go down should not be a problem. Rabbi Huda agrees that for sure to go down is not a problem. So then one would assume that to go from the middle one to the lower one, to say that the lower one is really a good mikvah because we view the an attachment between the middle one to the lower one, that should certainly not be a problem. The question is, what about the upper one? Do we say that the upper one is also a halakhically valid mikvah because the water that's connecting the upper one to the middle one, do we say that it's like the middle mikvah is connected to the upper mikvah? And if we do say that, so then that would answer our question with regards to the person who has a utensil in his hair, he has like a needle in his hair, so that we view the mikvah water as going up to where the utensil is to make the utensil pure. Or do we say that no? Maybe the upper mikvah in this situation where you have three mikvahs on a on a on a on the slope of a valley. So if the middle one does not make the upper one tahor uh, a real mikvah, so then it would also going back to the to the original question, uh, we would say that the mikvah cannot. We don't view the mikvah as going up to the utensil to make the utensil tahor to make the utensil pure. So what's the law? So Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says. Rav Meir used to say that you really could immerse in the upper one. The upper one is halachically valid because it's connected to the middle one. Solves our problem. We say that uh, water could connect a mikvah from the bottom to be viewing it as all the way on top. So Ula asks, oh, but there's a there's a brisa that says the opposite. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, turn to your testimonies. Mayor Hayomer, Rabbi said, Mayor used to say, That's true. Mayor said that you could use the mikvah on top. But Vani Omer, Rabbi Huda himself said, No, you cannot use the upper body of water. You can only use the, the, the lower one, the middle one and the lower one. But we do not say that. So Amr Lai, Tanya, Tanya. So Rabbi Yochanan responds back to Ula 
And he says, well, if the Brisa says that, so then Rabbi Huda was always just quoting Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir was of the opinion, so we have a machlokas here, there's a dispute here. Rabbi Meir was uh, of the opinion that the water on the bottom could attach to the water on the top to make the water on the top a mikvah, or in the original question, to make the utensil pure. But Rabbi Huda clearly argues. Rabbi Huda is of the opinion to say that it only works to go from top down, but not from bottom up. It doesn't work to tell us that the mikvah on the bottom could... We view it as though it's on top when you have water connecting it, and therefore the upper pool of water will not be a kosher mikvah, and also the utensil will not become tahor. Okay, that's the end of that discussion. Just one point is that the Rambam, Maimonides, uh, really he doesn't, he he disagrees with, uh, he has his own sources, but he disagrees basically with the premise of this entire Gemara and the opinions here. And he says that it's not true, that even if you have one foot in the water, we will not view it if one person goes into the mikvah of exactly 40 saw, of exactly uh, the right amount. He comes out, but his legs are still in the mikvah. He argues, and he says, like the first opinion, like the Rabbanan against Rabbi Yehuda, and he says that it does not work to say that the second person, if the second person that goes in will be will be going into a, kosher, into a good, valid mikvah because we do not say any of this. We do not say that we view the water as connected on the top, as connected to the mikvah, the water that's on the person is connected to the mikvah on the bottom. He disagrees with all this, and he says that it's not really true. Um, and so therefore, he disagrees with the entire assumptions of the Gemara, of this opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, we'll continue with the Gemara in the next recording.